Hey everybody, it's Ben from the Real Movies Podcast. If you're like me, many of your most cherished times with friends and family are shared over great food and drinks. Recently, I attended my first ever limited craft beer can release. It was a cold, snowy morning, and I arrived at the brewery entirely too early. I was maybe the fourth person in line. As the morning went on and more folks started lining up, I was inspired by the camaraderie and conversation that I shared, with strangers no less, over a simple mutual interest between us. That's why the Frankly Done Network is excited to announce an all-new podcast called The Craft Crew, hosted by yours truly. Each month, I'll be joined by my good friends Jacob and Rachel, as well as fellow podcasters Matt and Kate of Craft House Cinema, to give you a multi-regional look at trends in craft beer, as well as some recommendations on what you should have in your glass. Look for us this summer on Apple Podcasts, and in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at craftcrewpod, or send us an email at thecraftcrewpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to you joining us. Cheers. Hello, fellow cinephiles. Frankie and I are down here at The Great Escape in Wilder, and we just saw Deadpool 2. Yes, we did. Um, and so we're going to share a few thoughts about that movie. We're going to do our very best to keep it spoiler-free. Yeah. I think we can do that. I think uh, so. We'll try to make this quick. But, uh, Frankie, what did you think of Deadpool 2? I enjoyed it. I, I think... Uh... Going into it, I I didn't have the highest expectations, but uh, mm-hmm. I liked it. I did. Yeah, I did too. I actually like this a lot more than the first one. Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, yeah, I, the first one was very small. This one's still. I mean, this is not a spoiler, but this was still a small movie, but with a bigger budget. Yeah, if that you makes could sense. definitely tell. Um, this was like I I watched the first one over the past couple of nights and uh or rewatched it and like the, i think the story in this one is better i think the action's better there's more characters mm-hmm. um there are i think there are more personal stakes for deadpool yeah. uh in this one than in the first one um i just this seemed like a better felt like a better bigger better movie in pretty much every conceivable way and like it's just as funny if not more so than the first one um, there's a lot of in jokes if you're like a movie person or if you're just like kind of a nerd in general. Yeah, a lot of in jokes with uh superheroes. They don't pull punches. They no, they yeah, really they, don't. They reference it all. Yeah. Um, although I, I, I wish that they'd been able to keep the Disney joke that they allegedly cut. Oh, but uh, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds said that they were forced to cut a oh. uh, joke about the Disney acquisition That's of 20th bad. Century Fox. Um, but. Yeah, so this one, I guess, is really about, uh, Wade, um, uh... The trailer, the trailers give away the plot enough that we can talk about it. It's basically like he's trying to protect Russell, the boy. They, that's, the trailer shows that, so it's not, yeah. it's not a spoiler. That's, that's the driving plot. Yeah, so that's really what it comes down to, is Wade, you know, kind of finds himself with, uh, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead at some point, <laughs> and then yeah. they... Uh, they get a call about this, or they find out about this kid who is at an orphanage somewhere else for mutants, and he's in trouble, and so they go to find this kid, Russell, and... Um, I want to say the orphanage, because it is something in It's comics. an orphanage. Well, the name of it, and we don't have Dan, the ex expert. The, the X-Man. He knows exactly what it is. I know the name, but I can't... I have an idea of what it is, but I would like to talk to him, but yeah. It, it was called... It almost... You know what kind of remi- made me think of, like, now that we've watched it, is... Uh, sort of like what the New Mutants thing mm-hmm. is. Yeah. 
That's kind of what it felt like to me. Very much. Sort of the Deadpool version of that. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what it was, but, um, so Deadpool kind of, you know, takes this kid and then, uh, Josh Brolin as Cable, he comes into the picture. He's a time traveling cyborg. And we were saying in the movie, Josh Brolin is having the summer of all summers. He truly is. Yes. He is, uh. Because he he just had the Avengers, had this one and then the Sicario sequel. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and he's great. Like, he's awesome as Cable. I liked his, I think I liked him as Thanos better. Yeah. But he was, he was fun in this one. He gets, he gets a lot of, you know, great screen time, great action, and he plays good well lines, with, he too. He plays well with Deadpool in yeah. this world. I like his dynamic with him. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I guess Cable is this, uh, time traveling hitman cyborg. And yeah. He comes to try to stop Russell for some reason, and then, um, sort of, there are, you know, mishaps and adventures and violence and comedy along the way. Comedy um, um, I really like Domino. She added, yeah, I, she was yeah. awesome. And gorgeous, but that, that doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Zazie Beats is, I, when, I really, I'm a big fan of the show Atlanta. Do you watch, have you seen Atlanta? No, but I've been planning on binging it now that the second season's over. Um, so she, she plays, um, a character on that show and she's amazing in that role. And, um, I just, when they said, like, you know, we kind of knew that Domino was going to be in this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were wondering for a long time that what the casting was going to be. I, for a little while, kind of hoped that they would bring Kira Knightley back just to kind of, cause they made like a separate Domino movie like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, but her. it wasn't that character. It was. No, Domino. Uh, wasn't it? No, I'm she pretty sure a, it was. A famous hitman, not related to comics. Do- it, she was in a movie called Domino, but it wasn't a Oh, I thought that was a comic book. Movie. I thought it was a more. Uh, no, no, I think it was based off a true story of a woman hitman. Oh, but I it wasn't oh, related thought, to the comics. Oh. But that's no, Kieran Knightley could have been great in that. That's what I thought the joke was with him at the end of the. You remember the end credits for Deadpool one where he says maybe we'll get Kieran Knightley. Yeah, well, I think it's just in name only. Okay. Domino and I'll have to look into that. Domino and Deadpool both appear in the same comic. Their first appearance in New Mutants ninety eight. Mm. I think Cable's a little bit before that, but yeah, I don't know that much about the domino character mm-hmm. i don't really read x-men comics or, yeah but uh yeah i liked liked her in this movie yeah she was great um like when that but when they came out and said that what's what was the point i was trying to make was when they came out and said that zazie beats was going to play domino i was like well that's perfect yeah like, that's the greatest thing that could possibly happen so um Good. she was awesome you know her star continues to rise and mm-hmm. i think that's just the coolest thing ever and i i'm sure she's going to be a crowd favorite um, they, the the kid that plays Russell is the kid from Hunt for the Wilder oh, People. Did you him. see that? Yeah, it's the what's he the Snuck Life? I can forget. What he said. I love that movie though. Yeah, uh, that's a movie. I I saw that once in theaters, and I haven't seen it since. I know it's on Hulu. I got to rewatch. That's why I watched um, it. I watched it in preparation for Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, the, the director. same director. Yeah. Um, but then you know Colossus is back, and Negasonic mm-hmm. Teenage Warhead is back. Um. And then, you know, they try to put the X-Force together, and that sort of takes on a couple of different iterations throughout the movie, which is kind of fun. Um, and then, yeah, the um, plot ensues. The plot, we can't get too much in the plot. The only negative, I don't know if you'll agree with me, for as much money, there's one CG character that that's introduced that I, it didn't look very good to me. Really? Yeah, and then we can't really talk about it. But for as much money, I think they could have made this character look cooler. It looked a little goofy to me. Yeah, I mean, 
Well, I know. I was going to say, especially since we're riding the line, like since we're used to seeing him maybe in a different way in movies. Yeah, it was a little weird to see him this way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I I don't know. I I liked that he was there. Um, I thought I thought he was a welcome, fun, surprising presence. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, I don't, I, I but I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like the, that's the problem with some of these movies, especially lately is, you know, sort of the CGI gets a little spotty here and there. And, and especially with like Deadpool, I know that Deadpool doesn't get, uh, like the $200 million budgets like the X-Men and other I mean, MCU they, they movies made, did. They made Fox so much money last time. Yeah. I think they only had, how much did they have to make the first one? Like 40 million? If that, yeah, I know it's super low budget for yeah. any kind of superhero movies, and they put it out on a February, and that yeah. changed February's. I feel like that movie, well, maybe Winter Soldier before it, but yeah. that like came out of nowhere, so everybody and their mother saw Deadpool one, mm-hmm. and based on our theater, that like, gets packed, so I'm guessing this movie's gonna do well again. I think it, I think it made oh, like something like eighteen and a half on Thursday okay. showing, so yeah. it's gonna be big. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think this does to Solo next week? think it hurts i mean definitely it's gonna hurt it either way just in fact oh i think at all well i think solo is gonna be bigger than this just because of its you know one it's star wars two it's pg-13 this one that's true this one is rated r and it is a hard it is still a hard r like the first deadpool is so this is i don't understand parents that bring their kids to these kinds of things like it's Oh, you've seen it. You've seen it before. I mean, there's some pretty dark shit in this movie. Yeah, there is. <laughs> um, like, uh, there's darker shit in this movie than, much darker than there was in the first one. Um, and so, uh, like, there was, I could hear, like, a five-year-old or somebody, like, squealing at the end of our row, and I was like, really? Really? Like, you're right, you're right this. bringing the, the babies? All right. Uh, what so, do you, what do you think I of don't the, know. the tone of this movie? Because it, it goes a little uh, all over the place mm, at times. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Yeah, that's tough. I, I didn't really bother me that much. Um, I, I kind of, compared to the first one, I sort of liked a bit more serious. They, it felt like they took the stakes more seriously and yeah. it felt like, you know, Wade was kind of like, you know, he knew like what he had, he had a, like a clear motivation for what his journey that he went on in this movie. Mm-hmm. He didn't have anything like that in the first one, I don't think, really. Um, it was just kind of a... It, well, I should say this. This one had more heart than the first one did. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, in that sense. I think the first one was driven by a lot more of a mean-spirited motivation. Um, and this one is this one is motivated by um, sort of a more surprising, heartfelt uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it has feels at, at times, which is, seems weird. But I'm I'm glad because Dom or I mean Deadpool in comics is very one note, and I get very tired of him. So yeah, if they want to try and switch up the tone, I'm fine with that. And yeah, I think his motivation made more sense in this movie. I think it was. I think for the for the most part, like you're not really getting anything that wasn't like. I mean, it's, it's basically the same tone of the first movie where you get, it's pretty much goofy mm-hmm. with some moments of, of levity with, but this one overall is just a bit more darker. Yeah. 
um, or a bit more dark, excuse my English. Um, so in that, in that sense, like it didn't really bother me that much because the, the, the overhanging arc of the whole thing was more serious and it needed to be that way because of the rules that are set early on in, in this film. And, you know, and with that, they made sort of the goofy, the goofy thing with the moments of levity work. I, I'm probably not making any sense whatsoever, but. It's definitely worth seeing. I mean, <laughs> ish, ish, I'm sorry. I'm... No, no, it's always hard to do non-spoilers because you want to say certain things, but wait. Yeah. Yeah. If you're on the fence in this movie, just go see it. It's, yeah. Unless you're under 17 or whatever the rate of Well, I mean, if. Then, then trick your parents. Yeah. I hesitate to say if you've seen the first one, you're fine. I mean, you probably are. Yeah. But there are a lot of seven-year-olds that have seen the first Deadpool, which is scary. Um, so, I don't know. Leave the kids at home. There's, there's even a joke about leaving yeah. the kids at home. Um, so, yeah. We had fun. Um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. If, if you didn't like the first one, I would almost give this one a chance anyway. Yeah. Cause I think this is, this almost, for me, after what, rewatching it, uh, Deadpool 1 again, this one, um, sort of kind of re, rewired my feelings about where, this franchise was going to go um, and how they were going to do this character. Um, so if you didn't really care much for like the story of the first Deadpool movie and some of the stuff that he does and uh, you know, some things that happened to him, like I think this one sort of kiboshes all that. Like this, this to me is the Deadpool movie. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds born to be Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, amazing job. The action, um, great action scenes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. This is a stacked summer, so. We... Yeah. Certainly is that. And, uh, oh, don't forget to stay oh, through yeah. the credits. Uh, I kind of wish we would have stayed just through the very, very end, but we kind of, I don't know if they, they must have had another show coming in and that they had to prepare for. Because we had a manager basically come in. Yeah. At one point in the credits was like, okay, there's one more scene halfway and then it's over. You, you can all go after that. So they were kind of forcing us out a little bit. So you're saying there's something even past what we Well, said? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I got the feeling that maybe there was one more thing, mm-hmm. um, based on a couple of things online that I've seen. Um, but there was one scene kind of after the first like two minutes of the credits. So one scene almost sets up the next one. Like you, it, it, yeah, it only, yeah, it does. The only it does. purpose was to set up the next scene. That's right. So there's a scene that happens after sort of the main build, the main build characters and, or main build actors and crew yeah. kind of come down. And then there's a scene and then a, a few more credits roll by. And then there's another scene that goes on for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And it is, it is, it is, if you've seen any reviews or heard any, you know, rumblings online, it is probably my favorite mid credit scene yeah. of any movie ever. If you've watched comic book movies for the last like what twenty years, you'll appreciate this. If you've seen, if yeah. you've yeah, if you've watched comic book movies after Sam oh, Raimi's Spider Man, yeah, oh eight ish, you're probably okay. Like this is, you're gonna have some fun with with the with the end credit scene in this one. So, um, and then try to stay. Hopefully, you don't get a a pushy manager in your auditorium. Maybe I'll try to see this again and stay. Yeah, we, the end, I'll movie pass it or yeah something. we can movie pass it because we both bought our tickets and it's a good thing. Cause yeah, we would have not yeah. gotten in if we had not bought our tickets ahead of time. Um, 
Yeah, I would very much like to see. Did you see this? Um, I don't think this is a spoiler because it's been out. Uh, it was an internet thing, but did you see that Celine Dion, like he went to Vegas and did like part of the Celine Dion show in Deadpool? Oh attire. no, and it makes sense. And he, um, and then uh, she really, they really did get her to record a song for the. Yeah, for and I, I know exactly where it's at. And I think they, and I think it's on YouTube. There's like a video. The, they, I think they did like a video with her in it, like for this movie. The music is great in this. Yeah. Like, I can't talk. There's one song that it, they purposely, like, it was just a jokey opera song. I can't. I, I want to listen to this soundtrack now. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had some fun with the music cues in this. And we, I can't talk about this, but there's a cameo of an actor, and I, as soon as Ben stops recording, I'm going to ask who this actor is, because I thought, I can't bring it up, but there's a can, there's cameos galore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, good movie, we're seeing. Yep. Even if you didn't like the first Deadpool, give it a shot, because uh, you know people are going to be talking about it. It's going to be all the rage. Be part of the conversation. Um, I think that's all we've got for on our end for now. Uh, you can always find us online. I'm at the real Benny C on Twitter and Instagram. Frankie. Frankie TLT on Twitter, Instagram. And uh, we will be back soon with more uh, Real Movies podcast. And then I am also getting ready to start the Craft Crew podcast. Yep. With Jake and Rachel and Matt and Kate from Craft House Cinema, Brew Crew. Um, we're looking to put our first episode out. Yeah, we're looking. We up. almost well, we almost named the show that. Oh really? But then I decided the Milwaukee Brew. That's the Milwaukee Brewers thing. Wow. Um, but yeah, so we're looking forward, very much looking forward to that. Our first episode is going to be up sometime uh, mid to late June, and then we're going to do like an episode a month um, from there on. So yeah, that's all we got for now. Uh, let us know if you see Deadpool, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Ben from the Real Movies Podcast. If you're like me, many of your most cherished times with friends and family are shared over great food and drinks. Recently, I attended my first ever limited craft beer can release. It was a cold, snowy morning, and I arrived at the brewery entirely too early. I was maybe the fourth person in line. As the morning went on and more folks started lining up, I was inspired by the camaraderie and conversation that I shared, with strangers no less, over a simple mutual interest between us. That's why the Frankly Done Network is excited to announce an all-new podcast called The Craft Crew, hosted by yours truly. Each month, I'll be joined by my good friends Jacob and Rachel, as well as fellow podcasters Matt and Kate of Craft House Cinema, to give you a multi-regional look at trends in craft beer, as well as some recommendations on what you should have in your glass. Look for us this summer on Apple Podcasts, and in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at craftcrewpod, or send us an email at thecraftcrewpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to you joining us. Cheers.